Let's say you've just seen me at the bar. I look great. I've got nice looking beard and I'm a good looking man. What do you say to me? I can come and say hi, hello. You look really nice. Huh. Can I join you? Ha! Huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere with Rosemary Arduca LaCroix. Oh, hey guys, welcome to the show. This is People Everywhere, and I'm Rosemary, of course, and I'm excited that you're joining today. Oof, it's been a crazy past couple of weeks. I know it's only been like maybe a week plus or so, but it, I don't know, it, it just felt like it's been years that this shit has been going on in Ukraine. Um, it's just, it's so incredibly disturbing and painful and terrible, just horrible what's happening in Kiev. Um, I had shared with you guys on my socials the conversation that we had had with Nicholas, who is Ukrainian and had come on the show to talk to us about his hometown Kiev. Of course, you can catch that episode. It's right there. You can You can listen if you haven't listened to that episode. And you can hear just how big his heart was for his country and of course we talked about the situation with Russia but we didn't even know that it was going to escalate you know and it's just so sad all the lives that are being lost people that are being displaced we just we have no place for war in this world there are too many problems and then to be having one war after the other whether it's in the Middle East whether it's in Africa whether it's now you know in Europe it's just it's we have no place for that as a collective, as human beings. We should be focused on moving ourselves forward. But anyway, um, it, it's what's going on in the world, and it's painful, and we have to talk about it. And you can catch that episode of our conversation with Nicholas from Kiev, uh, telling us all about what life is like uh, in Ukraine before the shit went down. Um, we'll have to catch up with uh, Nicholas again on another episode to see what happens, you know, with everything. Um, but today, on today's episode, we will be going to Salzburg. Uh, we, yeah, we will be going to Salzburg in Austria. We'll be talking to Immaculate, and she'll be telling us all about her life in Salzburg as an international student and what it's like, all the cultural differences uh, coming from her country, Uganda, to Salzburg and, you know, just what all of that is like. I will be talking to her. And if you're not following us, guys, go ahead and follow us. Follow us, People Everywhere Podcast, on Instagram, also on Facebook. And remember to remember to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to it. And give us a thumbs up. Give us a good rating. Give us a review. Tell us what you think. <laughs> and also, if you want to come on the show to tell us about your sissy, feel free to reach out on any of our social platforms and, and we'll be more than happy to have you on the show. So, are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go to Austria. <laughs> Guys, Immaculate and I were just talking before we turned on the microphone, or before we turned on the recording. Um, Immaculate, you're from Salzburg. Yes, I'm from Salzburg, Austria. Is it? So I, I feel like I'm, I'm pronouncing it wrong. Is it Salzburg or Salzburg? Our, uh, initially, before I came here, I was also pronouncing it as Salzburg. Uh -huh. When I came here, I think the dialect pronounces it as Salzburg. Ah, Salzburg. Ooh, yeah. ooh it's an ooh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Okay, we're already learning something. Well, welcome to the show, Immaculate. It's good to have you. Thank you. Yes. And you're from Salzburg originally or no? No. Originally, I come from Uganda, the east of Africa. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I came here four to five years ago. Right. Of my education. Okay. Do you feel educated now? <laughs> Are you all educated now? <laughs> I don't know. You reach a certain level, but after that certain level, then you want another level. So yeah. It doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. I know it. I mean, as always, it's also like so much to learn, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Why did you pick Salzburg, though, to get your education? Actually, the truth is I didn't pick Salzburg. It picked me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't pick Austria, but it picked me. I was I was home and my life was going on, working and all, and I felt like life was flat. I just needed to leave to see something else. Right. And I went on Google. I looked for different opportunities. Right. And here I came to this website, which is talking about scholarship, full scholarships and all. Right. And I applied. And oh, I was you're smart enough to get a scholarship. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it is lucky. It is smart. I think you're smart. I think you're smart. I think you're smart. It's not everyone who gets a scholarship. Trust me. Yes, that's true because it's very competitive. But yeah. I'm lucky to come on a full 100% scholarship. Well, what are you talking about, girl? Give yourself some credit. That's some big deal stuff, man. Come on. What the fuck? Like, nobody fucking just walks around and just gets a fucking 100% scholarship. Come on, that's man. True. <laughs> that's That's, that's true. big deal, yeah. That's well done. True. That's cool. Yes, and that's how I... I, I I was on a plane coming here. Ah, oh, look at you. <laughs> yes. No. So what did you study then? Um, tourism, like I'm in the hospitality sector. Oh, okay. So I started in Uganda. I had my diploma in pastry and bakery. So actually before coming here, I was working in a, a bakery. I was making cakes. I was in the decoration, decorating section. Right. I would say, yeah. And, and now I came here on that scholarship studying hospitality management because actually, in Salzburg this city is a tourist city so if you are in uh, tourism or in hospitality you are in the right field gotcha gotcha yes and that's cool yes I was given that scholarship in one of the best schools in Europe tourism schools like it's not just a university what is it called it's, it's called um, Institute of Hospitality Management Westheim. what time no. I didn't get it what you said the, the name of the place uh, so the name of the institution is the institute Institute of Hospitality Management. Uh-huh. It is found in Kleisheim, the region. Kleisheim. Kleisheim. Yeah. Okay, got it. In the region of Salzburg. Right. And and then you're you're all done studying. You're all done with the studying. Um, I would say yes and no because my course, my full scholarship, was running for only one year, and that course was one year because it was intensive. It should have been three years, right? Because it is intensive. It was fixed in one year. Um, and then I graduated and I continued again with my studies in the same city in the faculty university right so you're still studying right now Mm -hmm. yes i'm in my last year of my bachelor's degree okay wow almost there yeah almost there there. and and how have you been like in salzburg so far i'll be honest coming to salzburg first the first thing you experience is the culture shock because it's totally different absolutely yeah 
outside is really different from my country everything is different and yeah. I experienced that first year was really hard because everything is in German and you come here did you speak accent. German before you moved no 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 what nothing <laughs> and you can imagine I was just lucky that uh, in this scholarship they bring normally 30 students from okay. parts of the world and all these students only speak English so this was an advantage ah, so you were hanging with the international crew yes uh-huh. So it was, yeah. That's helpful. Mm -hmm. And also the course was in English, so it was okay. And how's your German now? I would say intermediate. Not perfect, but at some point it crashes, you know? Okay, well, we're going to do the rest of this show in German. Guten Tag. Guten Tag, Frau Rosemary. I've exhausted my German after Gutentag. You have to do the rest of the show by yourself in German. That's it. I'm done. Goodbye. I hope the listeners can continue. They have to continue. Listening. Okay, so you have to uh, say to us, Hi, this is Immaculate, and you're listening to people everywhere. Say in German. Also, re reply again. Uh, Hi, this is Immaculate, and you're listening to people everywhere. Uh, hello, ich heiße Immaculate, und ich komme aus Uganda, aber jetzt wohne in Österreich, in Salzburg, der Stadt. Und ich freue mich so sehr, dass, dass ich hier bin mit euch. Vielen Dank. Okay, great. <laughs> I picked up some of it. I know, feeling dank is like, thank you very much or something, or just like, thank you. Yes. Well, for those who don't know how to speak German now, they know how to say guten tag, which is good morning, and danke, which is thank you. Okay. That's that's about it. I don't know what much else other than that. So you have now become an intermediate German speaker. And is it the same? Because I know dialects are different with like the German is spoken in Austria and the one spoken in Germany. Is it the same? Um, The dialect is totally different yeah there we I go would say that the german spoken the other side i mean the german you can understand it more because in school we study hochdeutsch which is how can i say it's formal german right and in the society it's different it's totally different actually you can't go to school and learn and then expect to speak because when you right. go there it's it's totally different it's another world but you right. have to take on the dialect and yeah i mean but your school is teaching you in english right yes but you've also had to learn Say again? Like the German language is compulsory. Okay, that makes sense. And also, it's 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 part of the study program that I must work. You must so, work. Yes, it's it's part of the study program. The university itself wants a max, a minimum number of hours that you can submit so that you graduate. So I see. you can't just study, study, study. You need to also hand in these hours so that you can graduate. That's great because if you're working, then you make some money and you get to meet people. You learn the language. You understand. Yeah, that makes sense. That's a a well-rounded experience mm -hmm. in a way yeah. like it helps us not to be stressed with mm -hmm. because this city is really expensive mm -hmm. and yeah this it's it's expensive but affordable right if you know that in austria there is minimum wage and at least everybody can pay their bills and have some money on the side yeah it's a good thing 
Yeah. And what do you do for work? I'm still in I'm still in hospitality. I just changed my job. My my last job was a barista, so I was into uh, coffee and cocktails and beers, like in a bar. As you know, that here the tradition of beer is very important. <laughs> Some people really, really drink beer in liters. So jeez, in yeah, liters. It's a really tough Good job, God. especially in summer. Oh my God! Oh my God! <laughs> You're walking around carrying liters of beer from one person to another. That's serious. Yes, yes. In mugs, they call them mugs, beer mugs. Yeah, but they they look bigger than regular mugs. <laughs> they yes, they're big. really they. It carries one carries half 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 a liter. Wow, liter, it's half liter and yeah. <laughs> oh <my laughs> For fun, someone can drink. I don't know five or six. And oh my. <laughs> oh my! Yeah, but this is South. This is how people enjoy their life, and as long as you don't drink and bike, <laughs> right? Don't drink and bike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really a small city. It's okay. really a small city, and so with the traffic and everything, most people use bikes. So the police is forced to control also the bicycles. <laughs> people drink and ride. <laughs> yes. That is an interesting fact I did not know. Yeah. <laughs> Don't drink and bike. Oh, God. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. And, wh- and what is the weather like today? We haven't even talked about what it's like there. What's the weather like today? Mm, hmm. What can I say? It was snowing uh, since last night. I would oh. say that Salzburg is a really cold city. Okay. Our summer can be two hot months and the rest is cold. Really? I mean, the rest is 10 degrees. Um, uh-huh. it's, it's really a cold city, I would say. So you have to be ready to carry a jacket every day. Or How's, how was that for you coming from Uganda? Jeez. I was excited. You know, I was excited to see the first snow and all and all my teeth were out. Like, yay! You know, <laughs> but then it was not going away. It was piling and piling and piling. And I was like, my God, when is the snow going away? And everybody was like, but you are excited about it. It's <laughs> Yeah, so I learned to enjoy it. I learned to do everything to, with the weather. Yeah, you can't change the weather. Wow. In the middle of the mountains. So right. And they are block mountains, so expect it to be cold. Wow. Yes. So it's but mostly it's cold, basically. Yes. And have you started doing any cold weather stuff like sledding or snowboarding or skiing? Or uh, in the past years, I did sledging. I, they say it's it's very dangerous. Like it's more dangerous than skiing. But I did it. You did it. Nice. Yes. In the first year, I was an amateur. Got so many accidents. Almost. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was part of the fun. Yeah. But yeah. But afterwards, it's because of the corona and everything, the restrictions are too much. So I would rather not go there for the sports. Right. But that's great that you're trying out all this snow sports. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. That's 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 really a way to immerse yourself in the culture for sure. Yes. So exactly. so weather wise, it's cold. <laughs> yes. Salzburg is cold. All the cities Salzburg and the south of the country very cold. So 
What is a typical day in your life like? Um, since two years now, we are on online. We we are studying online. Okay. So for day with me, I would I wake up at six o'clock and open my computer in bed. Can <laughs> you see my emails? <laughs> yes. Hang on. Have you been studying the whole time in the pandemic or? Yes. Oh man. So you haven't had any. You know, you haven't had any in-person classes. Mm-mm. Oh no. Everything was pretty normal. We just switched online. Wow. And this was really tough because my eyes were breaking. My head was breaking. Everything was going out of control because oh. you can't be on the computer from eight. Yeah. Yes. That's tough. My goodness. Yeah, but also, I mean, how do you make friends if you're just always in the com- on the computer? Like, yes. college is great for making friends. Yeah, but it happened. So COVID happened and we have no control over it. And Austria is one of the countries which are so... Strict with so the lockdown. To, yeah, we just have to abide. So do you feel like you've experienced the country at all? I mean, the fact that you've been in lockdown. Yes, I have traveled a lot before the lockdown. Oh, where did you go? In almost all the important places in Austria. Oh, wait, you said you've been there for five years, right? Yes. Okay, and the lockdown's only been two years. So you've had three years to sort of go around. Mm-hmm. Oh, where'd you go? All right, tell us where you went. So first we went to Vienna to the to the castles mm. because Austria was uh, was first um, um, how do they call it? a kingdom and it has so many castles so we were there um, we went to the um, famous wineries and, and wine producers in in the country we went to the ice caves we went to the waterfalls we went to the salt mines we went we went to Hitler's Hitler's place where he used to stay before he he moved to Germany and did what he did and did what he did <laughs> <Yeah>. that motherfucker <laughs> no. we also have our Idi Amin but they're similar but now also a motherfucker go on yes. <laughs> now but the one we have now is much worse Oh, jeez. I wouldn't go there. Yeah, boy, let's not go there. Also, a motherfucker. So many motherfuckers in this world. Yes, it happens. <laughs> it's a shame. So that's cool. I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm glad that your entire experience is not limited to to COVID mm-hmm. times. So now I can ask you my my next question then, because you've you've lived there, Papa. So what do you love most about living there? What do you not like very much about living there? Um, I like that it's a small city. It has buildings not so tall, but also um, forests. Right. So it's a mix mixture of the two, and I like. That's it nice. Yeah, that it's sounds really nice. Fresh and so. Mm. Um, what I didn't like most, but it happens to most people, um, the culture shock. Mm-hmm. Everything was in German. You had to connect uh, with the public transport. And when we normally come here from Uganda, I, I don't normally use maps in Uganda. And if somebody gives me a map to locate something, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it takes ages. <laughs> I'll not forget mentioning racism. Right. Uh, because I'm African. But I will say it right that it doesn't come mostly for the people who live here who are Austrians. Oh, okay. But, uh, but people who come from away. Really? Yes, are the ones who are worse. Seriously? Yes, yes. What? Because if you try to speak the language, when they reply you, you know that they're known from here. 
And that is really sad that they carry on bad habits from there and bring it here. So you find, so you're saying that you found that Austrians themselves are not racist. Is that what you're saying? Normally they're really quiet people and they don't want to know. You know, they have <laughs> things to do. But but outsiders, like they call it here, they're the people outsiders. who really, um, yeah, not all of them, but most of them. Right. Yeah. Wow. But I mean, I'm not at home. As even in Uganda, we east, west, central, we also do it to ourselves. So I don't. Take yeah, it's just human beings. Human beings enjoy dividing themselves. <laughs> yes, yes. I don't take it personal. Right. I don't right. put my mind to it, and yeah. Right. Wow. So, what would you like? It's good that you're in the hospitality business, so you're probably the right person to ask about this. What would you tell a visitor they have to do? when they come to Salzburg and what would you tell them not to do? Okay, Salzburg is a really safe city, I would say. Right. So many cases every day, but you have to, if you're a tourist and you're coming here, you have to abide by the law. If you use public transport, please buy a ticket either in the bus or outside because you will be fined up to 100 euros, which which might not be in your budget. Hmm. Yes. People try to use Uh, the buses without a ticket? Yes, and they get controlled <laughs> they have to pay <laughs> so you're saying that they, they they control it seriously if you're getting yes. in the buses right right yes and they give you the ticket while laughing you know while smiling oh my god <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the second thing I would say, tourists uh, should avoid places like the train station in the night. Okay. It's not safe. Um, most, um, how do they call them? The people who are against the law, they, they're normally in these places and they should avoid them. Yes, and another thing I would tell them, they have to carry extra extra cash or extra money because Salzburg is not so cheap. It's not a cheap city. And so if someone's visiting, what are the places they they must go and the things they must see and the food they must eat um hmm. i would say the first thing that they should see is their Mozart, I'll say it in German, Mozart's Geburtshaus. house. It's the house where the famous musician Mozart was born. Oh, that's cool. Raised, so that's mm. very, very famous. Mm-hmm. Um, they should visit the Mirabel Platz. It's it's like a, it's like there are like gardens and before it was a castle, but now it's for tourism. Mm. And sadly, they should also visit them. There's a bridge in the middle of the city where like people who are in love put their looks, lock their love, mm-hmm. throw the keys into the river. It's mm-hmm. a beautiful, beautiful place to visit. Have you locked your love into that river? <laughs> no, not yet. Not yet? Okay. <laughs> I don't want to, to make a temporal rock lock. I want to do something for forever. Okay. Well, I'll check in with you again in a few years. See how that... <laughs> For sure. And yes, uh, tourists should enjoy enjoy um, the, the, the food in Salzburg. Like what is famous? Um, schnitzel. It's called schnitzel. Yeah. Very famous. And most tourists enjoy it so much. <laughs> and they should also uh, enjoy the famous dessert. It's called Salzburger Nochel. What's in it? It's just uh, egg whites and, and sugar and everything that's not healthy. 
<laughs> but they really really people like it and everything that's not healthy is very yummy so I understand yeah. <laughs> egg whites and sugar oh yeah mm-hmm. and they should also taste the beer mm-hmm. yes I'm not much of a beer drinker is there any beer that you recommend for people who are not much of beer drinkers yes there is there is beer without alcohol no not I mean it could be alcoholic but just I don't know there's something about beer I'm more of a wine drinker so I guess I'm, I might be uh, personally before I was drinking I was drinking any type but the best one in Salzburg I was drinking is the Stiegel beer Stiegel so, beer yes what, what do you what do you like about it? It's I like the bitterness. Like it's it's not so bitter like other beers, and it's also not so heavy on your stomach. Right. But, right, uh, but right. as well, you can drink it for a lunch. It's no problem. For lunch, yeah, yeah. a yeah. beer for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the wrong city. (laughs) For sure. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Beer for lunch. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, I could get aboard with that. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Okay, so that's that's good to know what we should be doing. But let's talk about the the people there, Austrians. How are you? Because you're coming from a different place, and now you're mixing with the Austrians. What kind of people would you say they are? Um, based on my experience, mm-hmm. I wouldn't decide so much because I'm in the city. Right. The city, they're more foreignized than the real. Right, Austrians. right, right. But if I talk in the in the aspect of countryside, where the real uh, Austrians are. I think they have their traditions. They carry on their traditions and cultures. They are very important to them. Right. And they are kind people. Right. For example, in the countryside, everybody greets each other, which is mm. in the city. Right. And everybody in the countryside can tell a kid that you're doing something wrong, you have to change, and in the city, no. Mm. So they're still traditional people, and they carry that on very well. Is, is there, you mentioned something about, you, you've said a lot of stuff about castles and whatnot. Is there still a monarchy there? A local monarchy is it all? Anything? No, no. Uh, Austria now is a republic. And, and there's no then there are no local monarchs. There are no like there are no people like who are supposed like for example uh, the king and the servant and everything like that. It's not there anymore. But these places are still well maintained for tourism and they put in different things like museums and offices and things like this to keep them running. Right. They are, they can be visited by any but they're still here right that's cool and have you been to any weddings or burials I'm, also, I'm always curious about what weddings and burial ceremonies look like in different cultures have you visited any have you been to any of those in the time that you've been there um, weddings no but funerals yeah usually I would say it's different you know <laughs> Yeah, it's different because I'm African and you know, yeah. when somebody dies, the whole village is on fire. But <laughs> here, <laughs> yeah, but here it's really uh, calm, and of course there is the truth because this is a Christian Catholic country. Okay, so they have to pray for the person. So if the person, for example, died at home, they take them to the hospital for checkup and everything and burning them, hmm. and then yes, after they have to bring them 
for the child to, to the child to be prayed for usually takes one long day full day the person is given one full day or two days and then later taken for burial uh, but it's normally close family like there's no sister to sister no it's usually the close family and you know the families are really small so it's usually five people three people six people right yes and maybe a priest if they are traditional right if they are, uh, if they are Catholic or so are most yes. people Catholic yes they are but they're not practicing because of the law the tithes law how do you mean I mean if you're Catholic and you're just a Catholic you have to pay tithes and this tithe comes oh from tithes yeah it's not oh. tax yeah there is a tax for being Catholic yeah and it goes directly from your bank statement so holy shit with that and they sign out of church but still they could pray and but then uh, officially not ha huh. yes so if you officially say that you're Catholic then your tithing will come out of your paycheck yes Yes, Holy shit! The bill at the end of the year that you have to pay this amount three hundred euros, six hundred euros. It depends on how much you earn. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, I can understand why people would be like, yeah, you know, I light a candle, but once in a while, but I don't, yeah, you know, I don't have to be losing that kind of money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Especially, uh, some people say they don't know where the money is going, so why pay it? Yeah, yeah. Out and give somebody who is poor than giving it to the church. So, wow, views and yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And have you, you know, I know maybe we haven't really touched on this. Like you, I mean, your whole life you've lived in Uganda and now you live in Salzburg. But can you just tell us? I know you you mentioned some culture shock. Can you kind of explain some of those? Uh, we've talked about the weather, how crazy it was for you. Um, but what about the way that people relate to each other? Because I'm African too. And I know that we are very, it's like you said, if one person dies, it's like the village is on fire because everyone's like oh my god everybody knows yeah. them and they worry about it and it's a big thing uh, but in that way in the way that people relate with each other what are the differences that you've seen um of course here yeah, it's different in the city and in the countryside right. for example in the countryside the neighbors know each other right sort of like in the villages in africa yes. yeah they live in communities they do right. everything together but in the city it's hard for example me i don't know my neighbor i don't even know how they look like and i've lived here for years right yeah there is no so much contact unless you find them of course they greet if you find them you can greet them some reply you some not that is normal <laughs> yes but they don't go beyond that if you go beyond that then you are nosy you're trying so much you're you're passing your limits and that's not good so as long as people know you are fine and yeah and also if like on, on the streets you can't speak english to anybody because you don't know if they understand it or not so ah uh, speaker uh, you can get stuck really stuck yes so you have to you have to kind of assume that they don't understand so you have to lead with german yes right to lead with german you have to try your best because try the translate try everything because if you approach someone in the in the language however broken it is they are really happy to help but if you approach them in another language then mm, someone can politely tell you i don't speak english but in english <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker, I don't speak English. <laughs> yes. That's how it is. That's how it is. As well, I understand them. They're trying to protect their culture and their, their language. And yeah, 
you said that the people are very you know, they try to protect their culture a lot what are, what are those cult, what is their culture like what are the things that are important to them in their culture to protect like from what you've seen you can see it normally with the Christmas traditions or Easter tradition right important ceremonies like an Austrian for an important ceremony they will wear their tradition wear for sure that is the um, oh the lindel yeah the dindel dindel say it again dindel dindel yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes they, they they respect that so much and and what what specifically is the dindel for is it just for Christmas or or Oktoberfest or Easter or just for everything actually it's a tra- it's a traditional dress so everything every important ceremony someone can pull it out you know in respect for this ceremony mm-hmm. it can be anything it can be anything it can be Christmas it can be a wedding it can be it can be anything but if somebody wears their traditional wear then you know they respect the ceremony and, and the dindel has different colors I wouldn't explain them now because I don't really understand them but they're they're different colors for everything for single I don't know married divorced um, oh really mm-hmm. yes oh that's interesting so for them they understand it yeah. and we've talked about religion we've touched a little bit on racism uh, what's the politics like do you follow that do you follow the politics yes I follow it uh, they're highly democratic and they like somebody who's really good and straight because uh, if you're involved in this in a scandal I mean the people here have a voice if you right. on the str- if they go on the street they mean it and something will be done right if somebody finds for example a tree has fallen away and you know and it's there for one day and calls someone emergency they will take it immediately take it away so the voice hmm. of the people is really hard hmm. yes and the people decide really they decide wow so what is the party system do they have the two-party system or an open party system mm, i don't know so much about politics but i think they have three three yes i think they have three or four uh, political parties right and of course the people have to have to vote in like the chancellor or the president of of of, this, of the state and here um the chancellor has more powers than the president so because oh. i only see the president coming to wish us a merry christmas or <laughs> happy easter or corona did this and that you know <laughs> he, he never comes to address the nation about you know about the next lockdown or what we're going to do here and there so he's he's, he's almost like the head uh-huh. i see yeah. and the people like him the current person um during the pandemic uh our chancellor had had some scandals and he had to resign and oh. another one came in and also had to, to resign so now we have a new one in the you've had now. three chancellors during the pandemic yes good yes. god and so now we have a new one we see how it goes what were the scandals about was it money was it women was it what was it no it, it, i think it was it was corruption about it was about money uh-huh. he used some money for the taxpayers money to do some surveys which helped him uh, to get this position something like that and it was wow. like fraud so it was Ooh. a kind of and he had to leave wow gee yeah politics hmm. 
<laughs> well, but at least it's good that they they held they hold them accountable because you know I always say that if a government is working, it's not because the people in power are so nice; it's because the people hold them accountable for that power. You know, it's important. It's important. So even if you've had three chancellors in the space of a two-year pandemic, it means that the people are on top of it, making sure that the person representing them is doing what they're supposed to do. I'm okay with that. Yeah. And what is the most popular sports there? Oh, yeah, there is football, but it's not so popular. The, the most popular are the ski, like the winter sports. Right. The competitions are very popular in this country. Do you ski at all? No, not even beginner level, but I watch it every day. I watch the competitions. <laughs> You're watching the competitions. It's really nice. Well, you have to try it. I tried it. I fell on my ass so many times, but it was fun. I just kept falling like a piece of paper, but it was fun. I had such a good time. So absolutely recommend. Try it. (laughs) Okay, so fun stuff now. Let's talk about some fun stuff. Dating. What's it like? dating there did you date any Austrian men yet of course I'm in Austria (laughs) well you did mention that you were um, hanging out with the internationals so that's why I'm asking so now that you've dated an Austrian man you are ripe for the question what are Austrian men like Mm, of course one or two will not decide for the whole population ah well we just have to take those They're really kind, they're humble, they do housework. Hmm? Most of them take women to be the kings. I wouldn't say queens, but the kings of the home. So a woman's decision is very important for them to decide too. So it's not the other way around. Uh He decides and I decide. No, it's this way around, my opinion first and then his opinion. Right. And that is really nice because it empowers women, even though it has given them so much power to, to sit on their heads. But at least it's it's good. For me, I come from a culture which where a woman has no say, has no right. word. Right. And for me, it's like, wow, finally, you know, someone yeah. can leave. Yeah. Yes. And in other cultures, someone can find you on the street and say, hey, you, you're beautiful and all that. And nobody, nobody will do that to you here. No one. Right. Right, no cat calling. So if you want to be single, <laughs> don't find somebody. So, um, and then you're left with the option of going online. That's how it works here. So, dating apps, yes. big time. Mm-hmm. Apart from dating apps, do people, you, you said you can't just tell a woman on the street, hey, you're beautiful. What about at the bars? Do people like drink a lot of beers and be like, hey, you're beautiful? <laughs> I would say that here it's the other way around. If I see him attractive, I have to go there. Otherwise, he will never come. Even if he's drunk to the fullest, he will never say anything. Oh, you have to shoot your shot. Yeah. God damn. Mm -hmm. And it's very difficult, you know, because from a culture where a man has to approach me. So if I wait forever, thing will happen. Really? Yeah, then, yeah. Then, yeah, you have to make the compliment and then conversation comes in. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay <clears throat> give me an example let's say you've just seen me at the bar i look great i've got nice looking beard and i'm a good looking man what do you say yeah. to me i can come and say hi hello you look really nice huh. can i join you huh. yeah <laughs> <laughs> Wow. And 
And the men are like yeah. flattered, huh? They're like, hell yeah, you can yeah. join me. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. She's strong. She's strong. Right. It shows that you're a strong woman who knows the fuck you want. Yes, otherwise they will never come. If they come, they're not from this country. Wow. 100%. If somebody comes to me, for example, I, I automatically know they're not from this country. That is so wild to me. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so now we know what the... So now we got to get an idea what the men and women are like. So the women are strong-minded. Yes. And the men are easygoing. Yes. Wow. And you have to woo the men. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, Immaculate. I, just do it. I don't know, Immaculate. I'm just so used to being wooed by men. I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. But... Do you have to buy him flowers, too? And what? Hmm? Do you have to buy him flowers too? And no. <laughs> okay, you only have to initiate and then he'll do the rest. Yes, exactly. Then okay. come up and do everything. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll initiate and then he'll buy me flowers. All right. Cool. We can we can I can be okay with that. <laughs> and what about the LGBTQIA+ community? They are they are totally accepted in this country. They can marry, they can have a street romance everything oh that's yeah. nice even though there is also the, the negative energy from, from most people but if yeah because you said most people are Catholic so I thought yes and they, they're fighting for their rights in the church too let's see where it goes but but they have freedom according to the law that's great yeah, yeah. it's really really love good is love. love is love is love is love <laughs> yes. okay so you've told us you know that you're still in school and you're, you're studying in the hospitality business but is there anything that you're doing that we should know about that we can check out online anything oh uh, yes I was before coming here I was doing music I was backup artist in the studio really oh yes oh you gotta sing us something girl come on <laughs> oh you have to you have to sing us something <laughs> I'm the shyest when it comes to... Oh, I, I'm sorry. You're shy to sing, but you're not shy to walk up to a bar at the bar and tell him it looks good. Don't look for my mouth. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm going to keep quiet now. I'm going to sing or something. <clears throat> I'm clearing my throat for you. <clears throat> wait, wait, wait. Song. <laughs> I'll wait. I have, I have nothing to do but to... I'll wait. Sing something. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> I want to know what love is. You caught me off guard. This is like for a frog. <laughs> you sound great. You sound great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna set you free in a moment. But do you have any movie? or a book or a song or a recipe that you think the people who are listening should try it out to give them a taste of what it's like to live in Salzburg? Oh, the most famous movie is The Sound of Music. Oh, really? Yes. I know the movie. I just didn't know it had anything to do with Austria. Really? Nope. I'd watch it again. Yeah. Yes. Right. Or they can look uh, for a movie, Sisi. Okay. Can you spell that? She was the queen of of. of the monarchy Austria Hungary S-I-S-S-I-C-C ah yes, okay give you an impression of what Austria was like in in the old times before it became a republic that's great mm-hmm. this is really great stuff Immaculate thank you before, before yeah before the 
was it the World War II? It was a monarchy was taking. Uh, it was Austria itself, parts of uh, northern Italy and Hungary together. Right. So, so it was big, but later it was divided, and yeah, we have this small country with eight million people. Wow! 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 This is all this stuff we didn't know. Well, thank you for sharing with us. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna go watch Sound of Music again. I've watched it, but I was really, really young, and I all I remember is, I am sixteen, going on seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Day maybe you come to Salzburg and you can see these famous places where it was shot. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. Coronavirus, can you hear me? Stop your thing so I can travel. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Immaculate. I really appreciate you stopping by. You're most welcome. Ciao, ciao. Ciao. Alright guys, and that was our show for today. Thank you for coming to Salzburg in Austria with us. And big thanks to Immaculate for sharing all of that with us. We had the best time. I can't wait to talk to you guys again. Until next time, take care of yourself and remember to subscribe, to leave us a review. Remember to follow us on all socials at People Everywhere Podcast. Take care of yourself, guys. I love you. Bye. People Everywhere with Rosemary Arduca LeCroy.